All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is Dennis Mortensen. Dennis is the CEO and founder of X.AI. Dennis, thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. So before we jump in and start talking about the really cool area you're playing in with artificial intelligence, maybe you can give us a little bit of your personal background. I've spent, sadly, because I'm getting older, the last 20-some-odd years doing four unique tech ventures in the data space. And the last venture, which we spent now short of two years on, is Expert AI. And the prior ones and the whole reason I ended up in the U.S. were uh, in a similar type space, and we ended up being acquired by Yahoo. Wow, okay, great. So you mentioned something before we started recording that you thought artificial intelligence was at an inflection point. So maybe I can just get your your quick definition of what artificial intelligence is to you and why is this the kind of the time where this, things are starting to get really interesting around this. I think we've had some sort of almost perverse fantasy for the last 60 years where come the end of us having solved AI, however we want to define it, out comes this human-like entity. I don't think that's realistic. I don't think I'll see that in my lifetime. What I do think we'll see, and certainly what I think we're at right now, is this inflection point for where it's certainly possible to create these verticalized AIs. That means artificial intelligence that can do one job, one well-defined job, and that extremely well. I happen to be the guy who's creating an agent that can do meeting scheduling. But you and I can easily imagine that there's another agent that starts to do your travels or your receipts or your tax records or whatever that might be. And then come the very end of it, the amalgamation of all these agents might be something that looks like that fantasy that we've had or the fantasy that Hollywood portrayed uh, over the last couple of decades. So <clears throat> you've been, uh, when you think about things like Siri and Alexa with Amazon Echo and Cortana with Microsoft, it, you, you, you're seeing kind of these these personal assistant kind of things. But can you talk about how you differ, how Amy and what you're doing with X.AI differs from some of the, what the kind of the, bigger players seem to be doing. So the way I would like to view the world, the world, and I might just be biased here, but I think it's a fair viewpoint, is one for where if you think back to that first iPhone you bought perhaps about eight years ago, it came pre-installed with two, three dozen, some odd apps because Apple believed in this whole idea of owning the stack from top to bottom. So we write the hardware uh, and uh, the software as well, and this is one kind of, kind of combined experience. They then quite quickly figured out, and in hindsight, quite obviously, that we can probably not do all the apps that are ever needed to be on this phone. And they surrendered on that idea, and out came an app marketplace, and we now have a million and a half apps, which is why your phone, which might be the same in hardware, is very different to my phone. 
because I have different apps installed. If you take that thought process and, and apply that onto intelligent agents, why is it not equally naive to believe that Siri will have all the answers to all the questions in the world and will be able to do all the jobs that we ever would want it to do? So given that, I think it's more likely that Siri or Cortana or Echo will be some sort of horizontal agent, an, in, an enabler, a starting point that will go hire other smarter vertical agents. So I think of myself as a vertical agent. This agent that will actually have the capability to do a job, and that job in full, but only for that one specific subject matter. So the way that would play out, if you see kind of two items to that would be one, an intelligent agent marketplace will arrive, a place where you go hire agents. And those agents will be enabled by whatever personal assistant you might have on your phone so that you would say things like, hey Siri, could you have Amy set up a meeting between Dennis and I come early next week, please? And it becomes serious task to figure out which agent I'm talking about, enable and activate that agent, provide the right information to it, and set that off to do its job. So I don't see myself compete with them at all. If anything, I see myself completely integrated into their ecosystem. And I'll just be one of many. Hopefully I picked a good vertical I can both solve and one which is worth something. So you can you see a time where you're actually work together? Very much so. So say come February, you decide that, help, I better go do those taxes. You will go to Yelp and try to find some agent, and we can put in parentheses here, human, that can help you do your taxes. Heck, you might end up with a local CPA, you might end up at the local HR block, or whatever that might be. In the not too distant future, you actually might be looking at an intelligent agent marketplace saying, which of these agents can help me do my taxes? And I'll hire that agent, either continuously over the year, or just for the next three weeks to do this one job for me. And then you, you would see yourself kind of use Siri to activate that. Hey Siri, can you have Bobby, my uh, intelligent agent to do my taxes agents, uh, do my receipts, make sure they report my holdings that are abroad, and so on and so forth. So basically, kind of these mundane kind of tasks that take a lot of time but are necessary, you're seeing services like Amy and others being able to fill that gap. Yes. I actually don't think that humans add much value in filling out forms or doing email ping pong back and forth to figure out that you and I are supposed to chat at 12 o'clock on a Friday on October 2nd. That's not something for where human ingenuity can press. That is just a lot of grunt work. I would rather that humans go work on what they're really good at, being creative, have new ideas, solve problems where there was no predetermined way of doing it. Many things where humans will just do such a much better job, but there's plenty of little details where somehow 
we get sucked into it and there's no way of escaping. And to this day, anybody who will listen to this will agree that if you don't have an assistant who scans your receipts, you do it yourself. I'm not so sure that's what you need a human to do, to scan your receipts, to be reimbursed for a sandwich at Subway. That should just be a task that doesn't even exist. And as, comp- as people use these services like Amy, and Amy learns, you know, let's say, uh, you, you do regular scheduling of, of meetings with certain people, and as Amy does more and more of that for people, does she begin to actually learn and anticipate, hey, you know, you, got, you haven't scheduled a meeting with so-and-so. Do you want to schedule? Does it, does it get to that point? I think we'll get to a point for where Amy at Expert AI will not just be an assistant. She'll be a superhuman assistant. She'll do things for where even if you wanted to spend the $50,000 in putting a human assistant on payroll, you would choose not to. You would choose the machine because, one, she's got total recall, meaning that you and I chatted today. She will remember that forever. She won't forget next week, not the week after, not next year, not when you want to do a follow-up in 14 months. She'll know exactly when we chatted, what the subject was, and so on and so forth. She'll also be able to juggle an unfair amount of meetings and an unfair amount of participants and constraints and challenges and not be stressed about it. She'll also be awake at 3 a.m. on Sunday night for where you need her to do a little bit of work for where you would never wake up your human personal assistant. There's all these qualities for where, for this specific task, machines are just much, much better at doing it. So you wouldn't even think twice about it in the future. It'll be just kind of silly if you somehow try to do this yourself. Just like there's plenty of tasks right now for where if you wrote me a handwritten letter asking whether I would be willing to participate in this podcast and I received it kind of two days from now, I would feel a little bit kind of confused. So what are you trying to tell me here? That is some sort of eccentric podcast or whatever. What? And do you want me to write back? I'm probably going to look for an email or find you on the internet to reply back on email. So that we have completely removed. And nobody, nobody was sad about that. There's no typist around any office anymore. So this is going to be one of those same things for where meetings, oh, yes, we did that for four decades long since we got the first personal computer, but sometime in 2016, Dennis and the guys came along and solved it once and for all. Very cool. Uh, This is (laughs) really fascinating because now you're saying basically the more that people leverage these kind of services to carry out the kind of the routine tasks that have to be done, they're able to free themselves up to really think more creatively and maybe come up with better ideas for whatever it is they're into. So for today's podcast, you would have done some research. Who is Dennis? Who is Amy? Why is he so good at setting up meetings? What are some of the latest research on AI? And you would dedicate an amount of hours. That amount of time that you dedicated was actually mostly a result of the fact that you had to do other chores. And had you been able to choose freely, you would probably have read more, perhaps if you like the subject matter as I do, but you would have read more, but there was just not enough time because you have 
other chores. I think once those chores disappear, we will see room for even more innovation. And, and I'm just so excited about it. And I might just be the forever optimist, and I don't see the pessimist and the tens of millions of jobs that they suggest that we see disappear. I just don't see that outcome uh, at all. I'm almost, uh, it sounds like you're with the idea of virtual assistants interacting with each other on uh, on the human's behalf. We're here, we're talking, and we're hearing a lot about the Internet of Things. It almost sounds like you're talking about the Internet of Intelligence or Artificial Intelligence where these agents working on our behalf will be collaborating with each other to help us have better outcomes. Exactly. And let's just play out a simple scenario to exemplify that. So this meeting is one for where you email me, we chat a little bit over email, and then at some point I say, you know what, that sounds absolutely wonderful. I see she then Amy, she can help put something on my calendar. What you could have said was one for where you immediately replied, hey, great, I've seen in Andrew on my end, he can hash it out with Amy. The funny thing here is, what if Andrew is Amy? Who the <laughs> hell is she talking to? She's talking to herself. And that's perhaps even more mind-boggling than two agents talking to each other. That is one agent talking to itself. And that becomes interesting. Because that means she can start doing things such as maximize happiness. And that sounds so grand that you might just throw up a little bit when I say it, but you know, stay with me. Maximize happiness in the sense that this call that you and I do, I am actually equally okay in doing it at 8.30 a.m. this morning, at noon today, or at 5 o'clock. My day is a little bit relaxed, and that's fine. So I could certainly squeeze this in. You might just have been much better off had we done this early because you need to fly out later. Amy doesn't know that unless she works for you, but if she did, she could have made sure that both you and I would have ended up slightly happier, some total. And that I find fascinating. So the agents don't become detractors. They start to add to our welfare. Wow, this has been a really, really fascinating conversation with Dennis Mortensen of X.AI. Uh, Dennis, can you tell folks where they can learn more about Amy and what you guys are doing over at X.AI? So I would love if those who listen don't think that you and I are complete muppets, that they go to the <laughs> website x.ai, add their email to our wait list. We certainly won't uh, spam them or do anything else, but let them know when they can get access to Amy themselves. Their product will have a free edition for where you can use your agents at will and as you see fits. So that would certainly make my weekend uh, a little bit more pleasant should uh, I get a handful of sign-ups from that. So thank you very much.